Today on the Divi Crypto Podcast, I have Jacobo Tolmesia, who is the CEO of NAMI, which is a layer two protocol on top of Ethereum that promises scalability uh, and predictability of fees and a whole bunch more. And I'm really excited to have a recognized world leader in the blockchain and telecommunications space like himself joining me. Jacobo, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Definitely. So, Yakobo, you know, we're going to get into obviously NAMI, but I would love to get to know you a little bit first. And I'm sure the listeners would love to know how you brought yourself to the cryptocurrency space in the first place, a little bit about your background. Absolutely. Thank you. So, my background is in software engineering, have been building products uh, for about 26 years now, have had the opportunity to work in several industries like investment banking, telco. Uh, oil and gas and media, uh, set up a company 14 years ago. We were doing content aggregation and distribution. We were serving 50 million users a day from our partners. Partners consisted of companies like Mozilla, Panasonic, Alcatel, Telenor, and Fieldus. And approximately four and a bit years ago, we, we started looking at this tech called blockchain because we wanted to leverage the, the knowledge we had gained from the content industry. And suddenly we, we realized that the scaling was a must and nobody really was doing uh, the job. So once again, we pivoted and we started focusing on, on scaling, uh, building a layer two. And that's what it took us to, to NAMI. This is a really important episode right now, especially. I think this, this topic is really prescient because of everything that's going on in Ethereum right now with the scalability issues and the fee issues and stuff like that. And is that kind of what led you to to build uh, NAMI? I mean, you saw this coming miles away. How did you have so much foresight into that? So what we saw was that was that. I mean, keep in mind that my background was not in crypto, so I was I was absolutely uh, new to the to the industry. So coming from the outside in, we saw that uh, that the industry was moving a ton of money. And in reality, that was just purely from, from trading and speculation. But as soon as you looked on the, under the hood of the technology, then you would realize immediately that it needed more, right? If, if, if we were really gonna ever dream of commercial adoption, uh, 15 transactions per second in Ethereum and unpredictable fees, that was not gonna cut it. That was not gonna last for very long. So um, that is how we realized. So it, it didn't really take us too long, um, mainly as well, because keep in mind that at that time we were serving 50 million users a day. So we knew a thing or two as well about high availability systems and how to onboard millions of users. So it was simple. That's really important. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Now, obviously, you know, there's several layer two solutions out there. NAMI seems pretty unique in many ways. Can you just give us a little bit of insight on what makes NAMI so special? What makes NAMI special is that our approach towards scaling is not only TPS. We, at least I personally, humbly believe that um, focusing exclusively on TPS, it is, it is uh, suboptimal. And I would say it's even obtuse because what businesses need is a lot more than just a performance system 
in terms of how many transactions can perform. Then when we started designing NAMI, we saw that pretty much everybody else was exclusively focused on TPS. What is even worse was that the existing uh, finality of Ethereum, which is in you know, 30 seconds or a few minutes, um, was even worsened by the, by the approach that the other layer twos were taking, at least at the same time, right? Later on, uh, once they have shipped products, they have proven to be pretty, pretty loyal to their, to, their, to their approach. So um, when we designed NAMI, we decided to take a more holistic approach and uh, think about not only TPS, but also instant finality, ideally no latency, and the predictable fees, amongst other things. So all our properties combined is what makes NAMI unique. You mentioned something there that I, I wanted to touch on, which is predictability of fees. Now, again, right now, we're seeing gas wars every day um, on you know NFTs and, and in DeFi and things like that. How do you guys achieve that fee predictability? So the way we... So I think it's, it's, first of all, it's important to know that, that, that rollups will not be able to provide you with that with that uh, predictability of fees, mainly because they will need to commit transactions back, back to the base layer. So um, in our case, NAMI 1.0 has been running in in, um, in mainnet for 34 months, and we have had predictable fees. We have been doing thousands of payments on a monthly basis. Uh, so we have been eating our own dog food. Now NAMI 2.0, we will we will aim or we will be providing exactly the same feature. It is going to be a little bit more complex now on NAMI 2.0 because we are Ethereum compatible. So we are EVM, EVM based. Uh, but the way we can do that is by, is by fixing the gas fee and, uh, and by fixing the, the limits and um, using different type of currencies to be able to pay for the gas. So we want to make sure that, for example, minting a token is going to come down to, for example, um, a dollar, uh, or performing a payment on NAMI will come down to 10 cents of a dollar, for instance. So we have full control on the layer two to be able to design how much is an action going to take place. It does require a bit of complex mathematics and calculations, but, um, but we're already there. That's really amazing. And I think probably one of the most important features of of the nami blockchain or i'm sorry the nami protocol i should say um but you have other things going on uh i saw on your website you know things within digital identity iot can you take us down that rabbit hole a little bit and some of the additional use cases that that nami provides absolutely so we currently have got a product live on mainnet this is a nami 1.0 product by the way uh, here in in norway it is deployed in the north sea and it touches energy and IoT and, um, and the seafood industry. So for those who might not be aware, Norway is, a, is, a, uh, is I believe that fishing is the second biggest industry in the country. So Norway is a big exporter of both salmon, trout, and, uh, and cod. And um, most of the farming happens offshore in, uh, in seafood barges. Those seafood barges do require electricity to function. So that electricity today, in most cases, is provided by diesel generators. 
as it turns out as well, Norway is a very green country. So you pay a ton of taxes if you are not uh, energy friendly or environmentally friendly. So there is a company in Bergen where we live that uh, specializes in electrifying seafood barges. That means that they sell you a battery of the size of a container. Then you can install it on your seafood barge and you can plug in the diesel generator into the into this into the battery so you turn on this diesel generator you you charge the battery you, then you can turn off the diesel generator and you can run the entire installation on on store power instead of uh, running 24 hours a day on diesel then you can run maybe four hours a day in diesel and 10 hours a day in um I mean, from from power that has been stored now when it comes down to reporting the data to the environmental agencies, there is where NAMI comes in. So uh, the solution we, we have built consists on an IoT installation or an IoT solution that uh, captures data from the IoT devices, both of the, of the battery system and also the diesel generator. So we know at any given time if the seafood barge is running on stored power or if it is running on diesel. Then we, we store the data locally, we hash it, we sign it, and then we send it to NAMI. Um, so later on, the company who is running that, that is running the seafood barge can use that data to report back to the environmental agencies. That way we empower them to, to reduce fraud because the way that data has been reported today is basically manually, right? So uh, you collect the receipts of, of whatever money you might have to spend there. So if you buy 500 liters of diesel, you might only want to, you know, give back to the authorities reports for, uh, you know, for 200 liters, right? So you will not get that penalized, for instance. But, uh, but we're using NAMI basically for, to report environmental data that you can, you can demonstrate that has not been tampered with. Wow, that's fantastic. I mean, that's the kind of, you know, real world application, I feel like crypto, or I should say blockchain technology is, is meant for, and, and the way you're leveraging these various um, ancillary technologies is, is really amazing. Um, now, you know, you, you mentioned that there's basically a NAMI 2.0 coming. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? I, I think it's about to launch, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. So, so NAMI 2.0 is the result of having gathered feedback from, you know, I don't know, over, over 100 institutions between companies, POCs, MVPs we have done, and people we have been, we have been in dialogue with for the last uh, 34 months since, since we deployed to mainnet, NAMI 1.0, that is. And, um, and I mean, I have to say that NAMI 1.0 only supports payments, so, so the functionality is rather limited. Uh, and that feedback we obtained was, was superb because all the hypotheses that we came up with uh, over three years back when we designed NAMI with regards to the predictability of the fees, with regards to the, um, you know, the, the, the instant finality and no latency proved to be right. But what we also learned from that feedback was that we needed more flexibility when it comes down to deploying uh, more powerful solutions. That is where we realized that we needed a higher degree of compatibility with the Ethereum blockchain or with the AVM, with the virtual machine. So that is why NAMI 2.0 is, 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 is EVM compatible. 
Ethereum virtual machine compatible. So it will allow any developer to deploy their smart contracts that live today on Ethereum directly onto NAMI and leverage the work they have done before, but running their products in a platform that is cheaper, faster, and equally secure. That's awesome. There's something interesting that I was reading about briefly in your white paper, in the, in the NAMI 2.0 white paper, which is your patent pending state pool technology. Yes. Um, this is very, very interesting. I'd love for you to get into that and, and you can go as deep as you'd like. Our, our listeners love to, to dive deep with the technology. Well, um, I have to say for to your to your uh, listeners that unfortunately I'm not I'm not the 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 top guy in terms of Nami. That is that is Mark, our COO, who is mm-hmm. also the inventor of the technology. I am a I am an engineer with that is self-aware of the limitations I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Although I know a thing or two about Nami. Um, I can and I can describe what the state pools are, but uh, but I would invite anyone of your any of your listeners to join our, our Telegram group. We are very active there, so if they have any more in-depth questions, we'll gladly we'll gladly uh, answer them there. But yeah, a state pool. So back to back to the design board, right? Uh, three and a bit years ago, when we designed Nami, when we saw that um, pretty much everybody else was focused exclusively on TPS. And what we wanted to offer was instant finality, no latency, and so forth. So Mark, who who has been working around, or he discovered blockchain back in 2011, and has been around around blockchain scaling since 2013. Uh, he's very well versed. Actually, I would say he's number one in the world, undoubtedly. He's uh, he knows a thing or two, and and he came up with some of the design patterns used today in state channels. Uh, by which you open a channel between you and me, then assign a message, uh, and then the transaction is is final. So we borrow some of those design patterns on NAMI, minus the, for example, the capital inefficiencies of a requirement of of liveness of the state channels. And um, what we also did was borrowing, of course, the the pool security of of Ethereum. That is what we call it, state pools. So the way it works, unlike, for example, with rollups, is that, first of all, NAMI is a non-custodial uh, solution. So just to be clear, we leverage Ethereum security. Um, so you deposit, for example, 10,000 USDC coins on NAMI's smart contract. Those 10,000 coins will be available to you on the layer two. You would like to send Alice uh, 50 USDC coins. So with your wallet, you will send a message. That message will be immediately co-signed by the operator, and then a receipt will be published on the network. And the moment that happens, the, the transaction is considered final. It cannot be reverted. So in simple terms, that is what SitPulse is about. And unlike rollups, we don't do the periodic commits down to the base layer. Nice. You know, I'm a big proponent of, of non-custodial and, and leveraging the layer one's security technologies. Um, we see so many things nowadays that are sort of divergent from the tenets that I feel like I got into crypto because of, you know, so it's great to hear that NAMI is, is dedicated to that as well. Um, so moving uh, a little bit beyond the, the technology itself, you guys have, I believe you have a, a coin. Are you allowed to talk about the coin at all? Well, I can tell you about 
how we look after the security of the protocol, which is via our token. So okay. our token has got, has got a clear a clear job, and that is uh, you can think about a proof of stake. So um, should I mean when it comes down to so back to the previous use case when you had deposited the ten thousand USDC coins and then you have sent fifty to to Alice. If when you want to to withdraw from Nami, uh, when you want to settle and withdraw from Nami then uh, there's going to be a, a fraud period of time or you know a period of time where fraud can be detected and should fraud be detected then people can stake tokens uh, to determine if fraud has been uh, has happened or not so that is the main purpose of the of the nami token just to look after the security of the protocol so i, I can tell you about that but unfortunately i'm not allowed to i mean it's not only that i'm not allowed is that we don't really comment on on, on anything else uh, around the top. Of course, of course. No, I, I totally understand that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's why I wanted to <laughs> just double check, but that's cool. So so users can uh, participate in, in your protocol with the coin. That's, that's awesome. Um, so I noticed that also on your website, you have some pretty big names that you are working with um, that you're actually, it looks like live with Microsoft Consensus Liquid among them. Um, yeah. Can you tell me like, just tell me some of your favorite um, use cases and, and applications that have been built uh, as a result of the, the NAMI technology. So um, I would say that the biggest, sorry about that, uh, the most important uh, product that we have today undoubtedly is, is, is NAMI 2.0 that is coming out now. But from the NAMI 1.0 world, we're very proud of the, of the installation we have together with Fjord Maritime, which is the IoT and, and uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, the IoT solution here in the North Sea. With Microsoft, we have done uh, several several things. The last one has been around the Fjord Maritime solution. So um, we have explored uh, several ways to cooperate. We are currently um, well. We have been discussing how they could be involved in the Fjord Maritime project. Um, that would be by extending the installation by adding some other IoT devices, this time IoT devices from Microsoft, that would help us to add an extra level of security as the data travels from offshore into onshore. And, but the reason why we haven't done it yet is because really priorities. So um, we work very closely with the guys here in Norway. Um, you know, they're good, solid people. And uh, we have explored few of the few of the collaborations that we could do together, um, but it's mainly around Nami Plus IoT. With Liquid, uh, Liquid are some old friends of ours as well. We we did we have been working with them I think since 2019. We have also done a couple of POCs uh, last year and the year before. We haven't really spoken publicly about it. Um, uh, so uh, I will not be giving any any extra details, mainly because people can really misunderstand <laughs> and might think that we're doing something something different. Uh, but yeah, and consensus. So and in terms of consensus, we're part of their of their partner program. So uh, oh, very good. Yeah, nice, very cool. So to go completely off topic a little bit, um, you know, the market is moving at a breakneck pace recently. Um, you know, just yesterday, El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender. Um, we saw a big, you know, correction in the market. 
Um, we're seeing all sorts of things happen across, you know, Ethereum, and there's a lot of things going on with Cardano. What's your what's your overall perspective on, you know, the state of the current market as it pertains to Ethereum, since you guys are in an Ethereum scaling protocol? Um, like, where is Ethereum sitting amongst all of this right now kind of chaos? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that, that's a really good question. Um, I believe that Ethereum... You know, has got a has got an advantage that the other guys do not have. Uh, that advantage probably comes from the sunk cost. So you have had currently uh, plenty of businesses and company, you know, companies, teams, and institutions spending uh, billions of dollars in Ethereum. Ethereum is where innovation is taking place. Ethereum is where probably, well, definitely has got the most advanced and matured. A tool set for for developers has got the biggest number of developers, and uh, it has got also a very very powerful community. Um, some of the other networks or platforms or, or blockchains that you have mentioned uh, are are further down in the food chain. Of course, if you look at Coin Market Cap, you will see that number three today is worth what ninety five billion dollars, something like that, or ninety billion dollars. But yet. Okay. They have failed at, at really delivering a uh, sustainable smart contract platform. So the, the price or the market cap of a coin or of a blockchain by no means uh, matches reality in terms of maturity or innovation or, or, or leadership in the industry. So I think that Ethereum definitely has got a head start. Ethereum has most definitely come to stay, but it's also true that as the years go by, we will not have a single blockchain that has one at all. I strongly believe, as a technologist myself, I strongly believe that there will be several, several top blockchains. Is Cardano going to be one of them? I have no idea. Is Solana going to be one of them? I have no idea. Is Ethereum going to be one of them? Yes. Why? Because, you know, if you look four years back, everybody was talking once again about Ethereum killers and look where those Ethereum killers are today, right? Nobody has heard anything, any innovation coming out of EOS other than an SPAC taking place. Um, and, you know, you have some of the solutions like IOTA, which again, uh, now apparently they're kind of, they're going to come up with smart contracts. Well, at least they have say so, but yet the technology is absolutely suboptimal. It's great from a research point of view, but uh, it is not great from from a commercial adoption. And the good thing about Ethereum today is that you have products like Nami and a few other layer twos that uh, can definitely help to carry the weight uh, to eliminate some of the burden around, you know, NFT costs or trading costs or so forth. So Ethereum has come to stay and it's going to do very well. Very well said, Jacobo. Tol Messia, can you tell us where we can join your community, find you guys online? How do we get involved with you guys? Please. So find us on, on Telegram, on the NAMI uh, official group. Uh, it's a very small, very small community, about 2,000 members, but we have a lot of really cool OGs have been with us for about four years. They know a ton about the product. Super kind, intelligent guys. Uh, we will probably be moving a bit more towards Discord over the next few weeks and a couple of months. 
mainly because we do expect a big increase on community members and Discord is always going to be easier to maintain that. We have, of course, the super uh, exciting months ahead with NAMI 2.0 hitting mainnet and a bunch of really cool news coming up. So yeah, I would, we would love to onboard your community and, and have them around and, and, and you know, and, and, and make, them, make them strong believers of what we're doing. We'd love to have them on board, yeah. Well, I'm sure that after this episode, you will see some people coming into that community. For everyone listening, you already know, you can find all of the links and information that was discussed on this episode in the show notes on blog.diviproject.org. I can tell you, Jacobo, you know, our community is very uh, purist, right? They appreciate scalability. They appreciate uh, non-custodial solutions. So NAMI seems to be right up their alley, in my opinion. So guys, go check out NAMI. The website is nami.io. It's N-A-H-M-I-I.io. Jacobo Tolmesia, thank you so much for joining me. Listeners, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Nick. 